Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Hey, thanks for tuning into the PBL Simplified Podcasts. I'm glad to have you here. This is episode 103. It's a leadership episode, so it's specifically designed for those building principals, those assistant superintendents, superintendents, coaches. You're looking at the big picture. We've got some teacher leaders that are looking at big picture. So if you're leading a PBL movement, these episodes are specifically for you. We've been in a series of supporting PBL in your school or district since episode 93 or so, I think. So you can go back to episode 93 and start at the beginning. This is going to be the last one in this series, actually, building PBL awareness. As we move into December, I really want to get into goal setting. Our other episodes here in November, we've got two guests lined up, John Acton, who's got an awesome story that he's using to help uh, change schools. And then as we talk about sustainable PBL, this last Wednesday of November, we're going to have Brad Severon, who wrote the book, Sustainable PBL. So two great guests to end our month. Uh, but today we're going to end the series on supporting PBL in your school by talking about building PBL awareness. And as we talk about supporting PBL in your school or district, I've got to mention like Magnify Learning, that's the work we do. Like we've started and been doing this for a decade, very grassroots, teachers teaching teachers, We've noticed that principals are a linchpin, right? Sometimes a principal moves out of a PBL school and PBL begins to fade or it's not the main focus. And so we've looked at what's it mean as a district, large or small, to look at the big picture. Three to four years, how do you really work on mindset? How do you bring PBL, the structures, into your teachers, your your learners, your families, your community? How do you do these things intentionally so that it sticks and you have the biggest influence that you can in the classroom and on your learners. The biggest mistake that schools make when finding somebody to help them bring PBL in is they select a group that has great resources and tools, kind of the bells and whistles. Like, well, we've got those. They're all over the place. You can find those for free. What you really need to look at is the mindset. What's the mindset that you're bringing to your school in your district. And it's got to start with the leaders. You can't just have principals building leaders that allow PBL to happen, that are okay with student-centered teaching happening. They have to be the ones that are bringing it in. They have to know the why, that we're trying to move our learners from passive to empowered. And if you're that building leader and you're like, yes, I get that, but how do I do that? Again, in Magnified Learning, that's what we do. We have these design days before we ever put a training for your teachers on the board. We want to get you and your leadership team in the room. We want to help you 
develop your why, your mission, your vision, a three to four year plan, have you go visit some sites. You've heard us talk about that on the podcast. And then you start to build some momentum. But you really got to get those design days in as the leader. You need to know your mindset and your vision. And then you can start to build a grassroots movement. You can't bring a PBL movement top down, right? That's the antithesis of what we're trying to bring to the classroom. So how do you build kind of this groundswell of momentum? And that's what we've been doing for over a decade. So we'd love to help you out with that. Just reach out to us. You can go to whatispbl.com and you'll get our contact information or Google Magnify Learning and hit the find out more button on there and you'll talk to Jennifer and we can figure something out for you. We love to have those conversations. So let's dive into this idea of PBL awareness. But before we do, as always, we have a need to know that we need to address first. And I think it fits well in the work we've been talking about. It's how do I find a local school to collaborate with? Great question. And the question kind of goes on to say, like, I have PLN, I've got some people on Twitter that I follow, done those things, but how do I find a local school that I can collaborate with? Super good question. And the first thing you do is you start to put your flag up in the air that says, hey, we're looking at PBL over here. We're looking at school differently. And if you're not even ready for that, you just say, hey, you just start asking, I, I think there might be some disconnect in the goals that we have for our school and the things that we're doing in our classroom. We're working really hard. We're passionate. We're, we want to move our learners forward, but I'm not sure we're getting there. That's an okay question to ask. I think it's a growth mindset question. I think it's a way to grow. But when you start asking that, then people start to come out and say, well, you know, we're wondering the same thing. And they say, well, we're kind of looking at project-based learning. We'd love to look at that too. And when you say local, you might need to define that. I would broaden that quite a bit to say, like, if you're in the United States, it's like somewhere in your state, somebody within a couple hours, where you can say once a quarter, let's get together and talk about what's been working in our school system. Or why don't you come visit me and give me some feedback? I'll go visit you and give you some feedback. And as you do that, you start to figure out, like, who's got the mindset who's trying to develop that mindset within their staff. And when you start getting together, that collaboration kicks in. The same thing we want our learners to do. It kicks in at the adult level too, for sure. You shouldn't be doing this work on your own. And you can be super grassroots about this, right? It's we get together, you buy your own lunch, or maybe you get lunch catered in, so everybody's 20 bucks. Like whatever you want to do, you can do it at a really small level. It doesn't have to get grandiose. You don't need a a big name or a website, if you want, just go with your local name and then put collaborative at the end. That's actually one of the ways uh, we started some very early work. We were just the Indiana collaborative for project-based learning. I see PBL, right? Like I see PBL, I get it. So you can make up your own name, start a little collaborative and then find something to follow. Do a book study. When we launch the book here in January, actually as pre-orders, we're going to have an opportunity for you to get a book study. So you can go through a book study with PBL Simplified, invite somebody else into that who's outside of your district, outside of your normal bubble, a local school, and say, hey, would you like to go through this? Right? Like That's not a huge commitment. We're just saying, let's talk about some things. You don't have to agree with everything. Let's just talk about it. And once you start to do that, you'd be surprised about what other people are thinking about. You are not alone in this. Other people are thinking the same things. The ideas are everywhere that 
Maybe our learners aren't prepared for the current workforce. It's not a, it's not a secret. It's known it's out there. And we're thinking about what do we do about that? We're going to problem solve that because our passion is to prepare our learners. So you'll find that when you reach out even to your local schools that a lot of people are thinking the same things and getting together is going to be something that they appreciate as well. So jump out there and put your flag up there and say, hey, I'm, I'm wondering about this. Anybody else wondering? And you'll find a group that can start and just start small, right? Really great things start small and then they can grow from there. So that's what I would do about finding a local school to collaborate with. Let's jump into our main topic for today, which is going to be building PBL awareness. So in this supporting PBL in your school, you've learned about PBL, you've read books, you watch YouTube series, listen to this podcast, would be a great idea, right? And you're asking questions and then you've got a small group that you've brought together from your school. You've got some training, you're building things. Things are starting to go well, right? You're seeing learner engagement go up. You're seeing the rigor go up in your school. What are you doing in conjunction with that? What are you making sure that things can be sustainable? So what we like to look at is then you start to leverage the community. When you're building PBL awareness. You're letting people know. When I went through school, project-based learning was not being implemented. It actually is at my home school now, which is really exciting. Um, side note, I went and presented there and my old basketball coach was there. So, hey, coach, what's going on? He says, Ryan, I'm sure you'll give a great talk today but I'm retiring next year, at the end of the year. Congratulations, coach. Yep, I'm retiring, so I'm not really going to listen much, but man, I'm glad you're here. Oh, thanks, coach. Appreciate the support. It was a really great interaction, um, but a really, really funny one as well. So, But when we were in school, and even as teachers, like we probably did really well in the sage on the stage, somebody up front giving information. We regurgitated it. At least I was really good at it. I was a very good point getter. If you had some words that needed to go in blanks, I am your man. I would get all the points needed. So if that's true for my journey, and I know it's true for a lot of people's journey, like traditional school worked or didn't work, but that's the expectation. So how do we start to share that with our community, our parents, our business leaders to say, hey, we're doing something differently. We're going to look at school. We're going to mix it up. Here's why. Give your local why. We want our learners to be prepared for the current problems that are in the world, that they can jump in and enroll in whatever college they want to, two-year program. Maybe they want to enlist. Maybe they want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe they want to go right into some great employment opportunities, but they need to be able to problem solve, think critically, right? There are a lot of opportunities, but we need to do things differently. We want to empower our learners. And your business partners are going to get that. Your parents are going to get that, right? Like they see their their kids come home and be really passive, right? Maybe they're compliant, maybe they're not at home, but they'd love for them to be empowered to clean their room, uh, have some initiative, uh, go out and right, start their homework on their own or start a business. Whatever it is, as parents, we want those things for our kids. So really... Most people are open to that conversation. Now they're going to have some questions. They're going to ask, well, how are you going to do that? What's your plan? Can I see it? Right. And then you start to showcase some of the things that you're doing. So host an open house, maybe mix up your parent night, right? Like parent night, have your learners make that a PBL unit. How can they make parent night more engaging and start to showcase, start to present these things 
Sure, it's different, but it's going to be better, right? The traditional piece where you do the student, maybe it's even a student-led conference where the kid just kind of mumbles, I did this in math, I did I did this, and we just get through it and we check the box. Like, what if it was more engaging and you had a presentation from the learners that they had prepared or the parents get an opportunity to speak into the work? Like, how can you make that more engaging? You might have a community partner breakfast for those uh, industry partners that you have or nonprofit partners. This is one of my favorite ways to get the community involved. So what I recommend, because you can't overdo it, and you got to pick the right time for your community, but I really like a breakfast like once a quarter. So on a Friday morning, right, 8 to 9.30, you know, so if I'm an industry partner, hey, guys, I'm going to come in late on Friday because I'm going to be visiting a school. Okay, copy that. Like, th- like that works. That fits uh, the industry world. So you, you bring them in, you feed them breakfast, you show off some of the great PBL work that's happening, bring in some third graders, bring in some middle schoolers, bring in some high schoolers, showcase the work. If you're really on top of it, you'll say, hey, here are some PBL units we have coming up. Who would like to be a partner in one of these and get some commitments right there? And what you're doing is you are purposely telling your story to your community. Because make no mistake, your story is being told. There is a story being told about your school, about your work, but who's telling it? Is it parents? Is it kids? Is it a community partner? That doesn't always go your way, right? Sometimes that can be a negative story that's being told. But what if you start showcasing all the really great things that are happening in your school? And there are really great things happening in your school, but most people don't get to see them. So this is an opportunity to showcase those things. And now let's say you've got 20 people that come. Nice start to your community breakfast. Those 20 people go out in the community and they now have a new story to tell about your school. Everybody wants to have a story in their pocket about a learner that's doing something great for the community. So you can start to build those stories out. And as you do that, community partners get more used to you. You start building that relationship. They're used to returning your emails, your calls, your call to action. And you start to build um, a bench, if you will. Like if, if I use a basketball metaphor, right? So you can call on the local bank CEO, say, hey, Jim, you're off the bench. Come on in. Would you come do these presentations? And Jim's done that before. He knows what it means to go to a presentation, to give likes and wonders. He's comfortable with that. And he might even bring some of his staff, right? So those community partner breakfasts are one of my favorites. What are you going to do to get parent involvement? That is a nut that we've been trying to crack for decades. And I think what we see in project-based learning is that we have an in. We see that our learners are talking about project-based learning when they go home. Their, their parents are saying, well, what'd you do at school? Nothing. Well, how was it? It's fine. And, and there's that frustrating dialogue that happens all over the country. But when you get PBL involved, it's, it's different. What'd you do today? Well, I built this and I was able to present it to an astronaut via Zoom. Oh, really? That's incredibly cool. What else did you do? Right. And you start to talk about these different things. So you've got that in your favor, that you're doing some interesting things in the classroom. You're highlighting those things. Kids are talking about them and you can invite parents into these these opportunities, even a, a presentation. An authentic audience doesn't have to be filled with lawyers, doctors, nurses, carpenters, welders. Like When you bring in um, 
Susan's mom, like it's different when she's on the panel giving feedback than when she's taking somebody to a soccer game, right? So just one of your students' moms comes in and they can give really good feedback. They can give likes and wonders, but their role changes. Again, they're going to start telling your story in a different way. This time when they go to soccer practice, somebody says something about the school, Susan's mom can say, Oh, well, I had a really great experience at school. Actually, I got to go in and hear presentations and give feedback. I was really impressed with how articulate the learners were. And we can start to give stories to our parents. So we need to bring them in to do that. So you can do exhibition nights. Like if you do an expo where everyone's presenting in a different way, parents can come in, can be partners can come in, hear your learners and the work that they've been doing, but you need to invite them. You need to set them up for that. Right. So you can even do a survey with parents. This is one of my favorite ways to get community partners. You know, in all the beginning paperwork that you have to do, the one that says, ah, oh, my kid won't do silly things on the internet. Like just put an extra little blank there that says, you know, what would you like to present on? Or what's your profession? What are you an expert in? And you find out that your learners, parents have all kinds of different interests, right? Like somebody's really into medieval artwork and somebody else is into, you know, aeronautics and it's, all these different things can come out of this one little additional blank that you add to some of your paperwork. But the big story is, because you'll you'll innovate any one of these ideas and you'll come with better ideas than I've presented today. But what I would put in maybe as the thesis for this, the main idea is that building PBL awareness is a big deal. And it has to be done intentionally. Because we have seen districts where we didn't do the, the groundwork to explain project-based learning to the community, to parents, and it gets misunderstood, right? Because it's different. So you've got to figure out how to talk about things. Be the one to tell the story first. Yeah, it's different. It's different good. Like, look at these outcomes. Look how empowered our learners are. Look what our industry partners are saying. It's exactly what they want. They want learners that come out of school that can speak intelligently, solve problems, work with others, right? If you look at any, if you search right now, what are the top skills that industry wants in whatever magazine or website comes up, these skills are the ones that come to the top. And we actually had one community partner breakfast that we presented at, and we it was really unique. It was a lot of fun. I'd suggest this too. We brought in industry partners and we brought in teachers from the school district and we just put them at tables together and gave them lunch. We gave them some questions. Hey, teachers, ask this. Hey, community partners, ask this. And we had this really great dialogue. Teachers would ask, what do you want from our learners when they come to you? And one industry partner said, I need them to be able to communicate, problem solve, and work with others. And if they can do those three things, I will teach them AutoCAD I will help them finish their GED if they need to. I will help them get whatever education they need to do the job, but they have to be able to do those three things. And it was just a huge eye-opener for our teachers to say, and we live in a standards-based world, right? Like, I need you to master these fractions. I need you to know slope-intercept form. And it's true, like, we need to work in that, that arena, but we also need to be giving our learners these skill sets that industry partners really want when they go into the workforce, And it was a really great interaction for both sides to hear what it is that both sides need. Because then our community partners, we we set up their questions. 
how can we best support you, teachers? How encouraging would that be for your teachers to hear that from someone outside of school? It's just not a question we get that often. It's like, how can we help you? And our teachers were able to talk about their standards and how they plan. We had some community partners that came in in the planning phase of a PBL unit. They just said, here's our standards. How do you think this could apply to your factory and the work that you do? Some really, really creative PBL units came out of that. So bringing people together, getting your community to understand what project-based learning is and what it's doing for our learners and our communities is so, so important. So put this bullet point somewhere of building PBL awareness and come up with a plan for that. Once you start getting the, well, you really need it in the beginning phases in some form, right? Before you even start, but you still need it in years one and two as you really get in deeper to really get some deep ties to parents and community partners. When a parent goes to bat for you and says, you know what, this is actually the work that our kids need and we need to help our schools do that, it means so much because you know that that parent talk can get out of control. But if you've got a parent on your side uh, with you, uh, it can be really, really powerful. So that really shores up our our podcast sessions on supporting PBL in your school. Again, you can go all the way back to episode 93. You can actually go a few more back to get to the research on PBL, which is always nice to have in your back pocket. Uh, And then, you know, you start building out your knowledge as a leader. You start building a small core team, a grassroots movement within your, your system and start getting people some training. So they're supported. We want to be supported. We want to do work well. And then as you advocate for PBL as the leader and build awareness within your community, you'll see a community and really like a PBL ecosystem start to develop that innovates within itself and creates some really, really neat outcomes for our learners. And then you're hooked and then you start bringing other people into the movement and this cycle continues and it's really exciting. So if we can help with that, we've got a ton of resources on the site that you can go to. You can Google Magnify Learning if you'd like, or you can go to whatispbl.com to get resources that fit your specific hat that you wear at your school. And as we go down this path, we'll engage learners, tackle boredom, and transform your classrooms.